The Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States, here's Rappin' on Racing. Good evening, and welcome once again to Rappin' on Racing, July 31, 2023. We had a real nice show planned for tonight. Our guests include Tyler Harris, the voice of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, six-time Lernerville Speedway Sprint Car Champion A.J. Flick, late Trobe Speedway ULMS feature winner, and he came back on Saturday night to pick up a win at Marion Center Speedway. That's Logan Zarin. Jook George and retired driver Bill Yakin will be guests tonight. Jennerstown Speedway modified champion Tom Golick and his teammate Joe Baylog. We have a Victory Lane interview with Chad Wolbert. That was the only one we could get prior to the rainout. They did a nice thing with autism awareness. Tyler Harris and Gary Heeman were announcing while Eric was on vacation. Uh, I thought it was nice that the drivers went through the stands with their helmets and collected money for a very good cause. I often wonder how car owners pick their number. Jook George's favorite driver was Lou Blaney. Jook asked Lou to drive the late model one night at Expo Speedway. That was the only time Lou ever drove a late model. I want you to sit back, relax, and enjoy today's show. This is the Banker Bob Thought for this evening. Give a man a fish, and he will eat for a day. Teach a man to fish, and he'll sit in a boat all day drinking beer. The dog days of summer can't compete with the heat that Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway will bring in the month of August. Come and be captivated by a symphony of roaring engines, cheering crowds, and an electric atmosphere that is known as Dirt's Monster Half Mile each Saturday night. 
on August 5th. $6,000 is on the line for the 34th annual Juke George Steel City Classic featuring the Rush Late Model Touring Series. August 12th will be a racing night in Pittsburgh featuring our TMT Transportation Action Event Divisions. The inaugural Hindsight Hustle, presented by 2020 Landscaping and Tree Service, featuring the Rourke Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, takes place on Saturday, August the 19th. The month rounds out with a kid-focused, jam-packed night on August 26th. It's round number two of the Hobby Stock Triple Crown Series, featuring the Wee Willie White Memorial, the duel before the shootout for the four-cylinders, kids' bike races, a vendor show, fireworks, and more. Visit ppms.com today for your tickets. Search PA Motor Speedway on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Threads, and YouTube. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Dirt's Monster Half Mile. Main Street Music and Sound is your full-service music store, featuring a huge beginner-to-boutique inventory. Main Street Music maintains a hometown approach to service with personal attention. Customers rely on Main Street Music and Sound for advanced product knowledge, expert in-house repairs, audio-video lighting installations, and years of hands-on experience. Main Street Music features lines that include Anderson, Guitar Works, Bogner, Fender, Gretsch, Yamaha, and more. Main Street Music and Sound is teamed with the highly respected musicians at Bentley and Romito to provide professional music instruction for just about any instrument at any skill level and at any age. Main Street Music and Sound is located at 327 Main Street, Irwin, Pennsylvania. Call 724-382-4633 or email info at MainStreetMusic.com. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. All right, listeners, joining us now, the voice of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Tyler Harris. Tyler, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Don. Thanks for having me on, as always. I look forward to our conversation. A lot of good stuff coming up at Pittsburgh. Let's roll. Yeah, you ain't kidding. I mean, it's the joke week, right? It's one of the biggest races of our entire season, year in and year out. And the week is finally upon us, and we are just so excited to have the Flint's Tire Touring Series event known as the 34th Annual Joke George Steel City Classic presented by All Interior Painting for the Rush Late Model Touring Series. So some of the best regional drivers that uh, the Rush Touring Series has to offer will be making their way down the Dirt's Monster Half Mile and take on our Rurik Automotive Rush Dirt Late Model competitors and see which one can take home the $6,000 twin grand prize. And it's anybody's ball game. It's going to be exciting, and, and you're going to want to be there to see it. Joke was a very special guy. He would help anyone. I know on two separate occasions, he painted race cars for me, and he wouldn't take anything for it. He wouldn't even let me pay for the paint. He was so well-respected in the racing community that this, that's what makes this such a special race. He was just one great guy. Yeah, and unfortunately, I never had the opportunity to, to know him and meet him, but I'll tell you what, his family comes through and supports that race so very much every single year, and they're just great to talk to, great to get to know, and um, Cletus Motorsports, Brandon Lockwich, has done such a tremendous job promoting this event through and through as well, with uh, assistance from the, the George family, too, 
and with their good graces, Vicky and Mike Emig and Brian Spade have done a great job with Rush, too. So it's been a tremendous team effort on everyone's part to make this race what it is now. And uh, we're looking forward to it. I look forward to seeing uh, Jook's family and, and getting to know them a little bit more this year, too. Here's a Jook family funny story that I like to tell people. He wanted to buy his daughter a parrot for Christmas. So on Christmas Eve, he puts it in the closet. He's going to surprise her Christmas Day. And the parrot, say, the parrot says, it's dark in here. <laughs> well, yeah, it would be dark in there, I guess. That's pretty <laughs> awesome, though. <laughs> oh, we laughed about that story for a long time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty. That's a pretty funny story there, Don. Uh, that's definitely unique, and it kind of goes into you talk about unique. This this event in itself is unique. I know Brandon has a lot of plans for how we can make this race different. We're talking about the uh, possibility of doing some different driver intros, uh, possibly some light up bracelets for whenever the four wide salute goes off. So uh, the, the planning is in full effect right now. We're going to be doing social media blasts all week long with, I believe uh, the possibility of doing like a fan favorite uh, kind of thing on social media. So if you haven't already, make sure you follow us on our social media platforms, uh, just search PA Motor Speedway on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, or Threads. And uh, I think you'll be really pleased with how we promote this race this upcoming week. Your Facebook work is outstanding. And I just, I can't get over what a nice job you're doing with that. It makes it a lot easier when the ownership group is putting in the valued effort and the, the, the putting their nose to the grindstone and putting the elbow grease into it to make that track um I guess a rehabilitation effort. You know, I, I mean, no disrespect to the Miley family whatsoever. I mean, they've done a tremendous job keeping the racetrack open for the past 35 seasons and, and doing their thing. But to, to see the work that they have put into the racetrack in such a little amount of time of owning it, literally they're encroaching the one-month mark of owning a racetrack and the amount of work that they've put into it already has been phenomenal. And we have such a cool surprise coming up for Saturday, August the 5th. We were ready to debut it this past Saturday. Unfortunately, Mother Nature had other plans and didn't want us to race. And uh, it, it is what it is. We'll move past it and we'll look forward to what's coming up this Saturday. It was weather-wise, it was a tough weekend for everybody. A tough, tough weather yeah, week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Marion Center, I think, did get their race in, and kudos to them. Uh, it, it was a tough call. I mean, we all drove down there Saturday. We were ready to go. We we had everything up and running, and uh, 4 o'clock came, and we, we expected what was coming, too. The, the first initial band of rain around 2 o'clock missed the racetrack, actually, um, and then the second band was coming around 4 o'clock, and we expected it. We anticipated it. We were actually putting water on the racetrack prior to the rain coming because the, the racetrack needed it. And uh, so the racetrack wasn't the reason for the cancellation. It was the fact that the speedway grounds had been so saturated by the heavy rain that we received. It was supposed to be a light rain that lasted maybe five to ten minutes, and it was more of a heavy rain that lasted closer to 15, and we, we just had no choice at that point. Had it happened maybe like two hours or three hours sooner, we probably would have been okay, but that close to race time, it was just too much too soon. You mentioned Marion Center, and I was remiss. Uh, Logan uh, Zarin picking up the win there in the 1Z. Uh, he just seems to be getting better and better, and I'm, we're so proud of him. 
Yeah, that's a that's a Pittsburgh boy, you know. Uh, he kind of got his start there. Obviously, his father Jim getting the getting the uh, getting the run a lot at Pittsburgh throughout his career. Logan getting his start in the rush late models, uh, and then uh, developing into a super late model driver. And as he continues to grow and blossom, you can now kind of see that work that's been put in for all of these years now starting to pay off. Uh, going up and winning a race at Latrobe with the ULMS, running very well, getting a podium finish up in New York with the ULMS, and now a feature win at the Marion Center Speedway on Saturday. So we're proud of him, man. That's, that's tremendous, and we're happy to see it. Fans, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Tyler Harris, the voice of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Thanks, Don. Yeah, definitely. And we're looking forward to, obviously, the joke is the highlight this week. That's what we really want to focus on. We want fans to come out and enjoy what will be the 34th annual Joke George Steel City Classic presented by All Interior Painting. But if you are paying attention to our social media feeds, we actually just announced a race on Sunday. Uh, the Red Miley Rumble has been uh, withdrawn from our racing schedule this season. Uh, the Miley Motorsports family decided to go ahead and withdraw that event, and we fully support them and understand why they chose to do so. But in its place, we announced a new race, which will be called the Hindsight Hustle, presented by 2020 Landscaping and Tree Service. If you kind of see the play on words there, Hindsight is 2020, and 2020 Landscaping is the uh, providing presenting sponsor of this race. So we're really excited for it because it's a little bit of a unique format, a twin 20-lap A main feature event for the Rourke Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models. Now, just to clarify, this is not a Rush Touring Series race. It is just an extra uh, money race for our Rourke Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models or any other crate late model drivers that want to come in and invade and try to take some money away. But uh, featured, the first feature will line up and, and proceed as normal. And then after the conclusion of the first feature event, the hard charger from the first feature will then automatically get to start on the pull of the second feature event. And then at that point, we will have a fan come down from the stands and spin a wheel, which will then determine the invert for the remainder of the field. That invert could be two cars, four cars, six cars, eight cars, or zero. So it's a little bit of a different twist, but it adds just that much more excitement going into this inaugural event. And what's nice about it, the fans can actually see how that's determined. Because oftentimes, the fans will look at the lineup and say, how did that happen? And I know way back when I was doing on-track announcing, they would give me four, like, uh, sticks. And it would have the numbers written on it. And I would have one of the previous winners pull the sticks. But this is so nice because... Anytime the fans are involved and they feel like they're part of the the show, it, it's special. Exactly, and that's kind of why we want to be a little bit more inclusive in that realm and, and let them kind of understand why things are done the way that they do. Racing has its own little bubble, like the hardcore race fans, the drivers, the crews, the, the sometimes even the staff. It's a very inclusive bubble, and sometimes it almost seems like the, the front gate, the separation between the front gate and the back gate is very overwhelming, and we want to try to reduce that as much as possible, but also make it easy for understand for the fans that are coming in who have maybe never been to a race before or only come casually, maybe once or twice a year. So that's kind of the thought process behind this event is we want to make it so that somebody coming in who has never been there before or maybe only a couple of times before that uh, can kind of understand what's going on. 
You know, you make a good point, Tyler. Uh, the hardcore fans, they just assume that everybody knows what's going on. But you're creating a situation where the people coming in the front gate are going to get a little bit of an education about what happens in the pits. Yeah, and, and I mean, it's, I mean, like, what is a pill draw? What is a redraw? What determines a redraw? And it's stuff like that that is very, you know, normal for us, for you and me, and probably the majority of the people listening to this show. But, again, we just want to make it so it, things are a little bit more clarified. And, and the idea of a 20-lap, uh, twin 20-lap feature event for the uh, Rush Late Models, I think that's pretty cool, too. It's just something different. I mean, the Red Miley Rumble, it's kind of a throwback to that as well where uh, it used to be, I believe, a 53-lapper for the super late models. Then over time, I think they did a split feature where it was 33 laps for one of them, 20 for the other, or some sort of combination of the two. So it was a little bit of a throwback to that as well with incorporating the new event, which is known as the Hindsight Hustle. Something else uh, you might want to consider, maybe you already do it, is uh, explain the flags to the fans because when they see a blue flag with a yellow stripe across it, they're probably thinking, what the heck is that? I learned that from Mike Lissakowski, actually, and I'll, I'll give all the kudos to him for that. He actually explained to me uh, the idea of even explaining what turns one and two are because to the person who's never been to the racetrack, they see essentially two turns, one on the right, one on the left. And they don't understand that there's an imaginary line dividing turns one and two on the right-hand side of the speedway. What is the back stretch? What's the front stretch? What is the flag stand? And then, as you just mentioned, what the heck is that blue flag with the diagonal yellow line in it? And why is the flagman holding two flags out at the same time? So it's stuff like that that, yes, uh, typically after hot laps, is where I give that explanation of what's going on. And the nice thing is, too, is actually on our website, ppms.com, you go to the About tab and select Race Guide, and the Race Guide has all of that information as well. Fans, we're going to need to take a break. Tyler and I will be back after these words from our sponsors. No one covers motorsports like Rapid on Racing. For nearly 40 years, Rapid on Racing has provided the best in motorsports information with knowledgeable and veteran reporters who cover all forms of racing. Weekly reports include local dirt and asphalt racing from Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, plus the All-Star, Lucas Oil Late Models, NASCAR, Rush, and the World of Outlaws. Listeners get the latest breaking motorsports news. The show features special guests, local track reports, driver interviews. The host of Rapid on Racing is Don Gamble. A former driver and track promoter, Don brings a wealth of racing knowledge to the program every week. Rapid on Racing. Business owners, if your ad was here, our listeners could find out about your company. Speedway Productions has several advertising packages to fit your budget. Rapid on Racing airs live at iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, RapidOnRacing.com, or Hulu Television. You can also listen on your computer, iPhone, or iPad. Don and his co-hosts present the good, the bad, and the ugly of local racing. The two-hour show features local track reports, special guests, driver interviews, and all of the national racing news. Check out the show and let us know if you are interested in becoming a marketing partner. For additional information, call 412-999-6625 or email rappinonracing at gmail.com. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble 
and Tyler Harris. All right, fans, we're back. I'm talking to Tyler Harris, the voice of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. I guess it's not too early to start talking about the Pittsburgher. No, not at all, because we are ramping up for this event to be an event again. Not that it hasn't been in years past, but what we want to make sure is that we truly embrace how big of a deal this is for the Pittsburgh area and the surrounding region, for that matter. I mean, we're talking not just western Pennsylvania. We're talking about West Virginia. We're talking about Ohio and well beyond, for that matter. We have people coming from Maryland, New York, Indiana, Kentucky uh, that want to come see the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series compete in the 35th annual Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher presented by Big River Steel. 30,000 to win, and the implications of this event are so important because the final four drivers will be determined at Pittsburgh to settle who will move on to possibly win the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Championship in the Dirt Track World Championship at Eldora Speedway two weeks later. So it's a very, very important event, and we want to make sure that it is represented very well, and we're looking in to see how we can make this thing bigger. I think we're going to be talking to Visit Pittsburgh here soon to start generating some buzz in our area. Uh, we'll be starting to talk to some of the news outlets and get some good media coverage for this thing, and we want to make it so that the campers that want to come to this event and camp have activities to do after the races on Friday night and before the races on Saturday, too. So we're really trying to get this thing uh, ready. It, it's, it's, it starts right now. Uh, we're about two weeks out now. I guess a lot of the local fans would just assume that our local drivers from the tri-state area that have been to Pittsburgh would have an advantage. But the competition is so deep, I don't think that's a factor. A lot's going to depend on how they qualify through the heats, pill draws, all the things you mentioned, uh, they got a pretty uh, pretty steep hill to climb. Yeah, yeah. When you talk, start talking about the top national drivers, um, they're, they're the top for the reason. And you you kind of notice it, like, for example, if a – I think there were studies done where a less-than-ideal professional basketball player started playing some average Joes at one point, and this guy had no um, – real accolades or anything like that, and he was not known as a very well-known um, NBA professional basketball player. But whenever he won against high school players, college players, and just average people, he dominated them. And that kind of shows you it's the same way in racing. These national drivers are the top of the, be- the best of the best for that same reason. And, yes, we have plenty of local drivers and regional drivers who can compete with those drivers. Don't get me wrong, uh, because it seems like Western Pennsylvania in our region, for that matter, is a hotbed for uh, very well-represented, well-known, capable drivers. But you're right. It's an uphill climb, especially when the best of the best come. The Lucas Oil Series has really blossomed into the must-see show, not only at Pittsburgh, but anywhere they race. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we kind of saw it this past weekend, actually, at Fairbury when they were racing against the uh, the Ward of Outlaw late models, too. I mean, it was the, the top two national entities going at it. And it was a great race, too, with Ricky Thornton coming out on top, I do believe. So um, it just shows you just how good they are, and uh, especially whenever they start to measure up against some of the people in our area. It's a big deal. It's 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 almost like, I guess, people can kind of represent it with NASCAR in a way where, if a NASCAR race is coming, 
that's the cream of the crop, and it's the same way for the Lucas Oil 8 Model Dirt Series. This is the cream of the crop that would make their way to our local region. You mentioned that Blair has only owned a track for four weeks, and look at all the positive things that are happening. The fans, the drivers, they, they have to be really happy with what they're seeing. Absolutely thrilled, and that kind of goes back to this past Saturday, too, where uh, again, we had to unfortunately make that call later than what we would have liked. We thought that we were in the clear. The forecast showed that we would be in the clear, and we had every reason to move forward with it until that one rain shower came and, and washed us out. But they had every reason at that point, Don, to hang their heads, call it a night, and head home and relax. But instead, the sun came out not long after our decision to uh, cancel the races, by then, the damage had already been done. It really didn't matter, but it didn't stop them from getting to work and continue on the racing, uh, the improvements on the racing grounds, replacing bleacher boards, cleaning up some of the property. Uh, they're just some of the most hardworking individuals I have ever met, and it's so awe-inspiring, and it makes me just want to keep going even more and more. That's why you see some of the Facebook work that we're doing and the work on social media. It's, it's almost infectious, their work ethic. Well, I think we're pretty much up to date. Is there anything you need to cover before we close? Well, the only other event that we haven't really talked about, there's plenty of them coming up on our schedule. Just head to ppms.com backslash schedule, and it'll give you the whole rundown of what's to come for the rest of the season. But we have 410 wing sprint cars coming on Labor Day weekend. It'll be the Fast on Dirt 410 Sprint Car Series. Uh, and they will be joined by our TMT Transportation Action Event and the Rush Modifieds as well, for that matter. So if you're a, wing, a fan of winged 410 sprint cars, you're going to want to be there for Labor Day weekend, Saturday, September the 2nd, as we see some of the best in the region make their way to take on our local competitors as well. So once again, just make sure you follow us on all of our social media channels and on our website, and we'll have you covered for what's to come for the rest of the 2023 racing season. Tyler Harris, I thank you. You have a nice day. You do the same. Thanks, Don. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Number One Cochran has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online. And get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price. And it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. 
Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. All right, fans, joining us now, one of the most successful sprint car drivers in the tri-state area, A.J. Flick. A.J., good evening. How are you? And thank you very much for having me on, Don. This is always a lot of fun. I, I really enjoy having you as a guest. Now, for the new listeners or the listeners that haven't heard us in the past, I first met you at Motordrome. I think you were four or five years old, and you were w- with your grandmother and your mother, and your dad was just winning everything but the 50-50 raffle. He won all kinds of races there. So my involvement or an awareness of you goes back 20-plus years and had no idea that you would become so successful. The first time I saw you racing, you were at Marion Center driving what would be the equivalent of a tank. A little bit about that car when you first started out. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I didn't I didn't expect to have any success either, and especially not in the sprint car rank. But um, my, my big car start became... Uh, because of Larry Matters uh, Sr., and um, he was a great guy. Uh, he recently passed away a few years ago, but um, he was a great guy, a good friend of my father's. Uh, he tried to get me in his car a little bit earlier than what ended up happening, but uh, my dad wanted us to have some trials and tribulations, I guess you would say, running against some of the adults and the go-karts when we moved up to the senior light division, so he he wanted me to get some experience there and just kind of see how those people race and that they don't care how old you are or who you are. They're going to run you over and they're going to rough you up, and that's all they care about is winning. And um, we ended up getting in that car for Larry Matters, and, man, that thing that thing was a tank. It was like 36, 3,700 pounds. <laughs> we were racing against other strictly stocks that were 31, 3,200 pounds. And I can tell you right now, when they hit my car, there's Benton, mine didn't. It kept going. So uh, there was one wreck we had where we got spun out and dumped going into turn three. We were sliding sideways down across the track. Uh, some guy came in and hit us. It straightened us out. We kept going. The only damage we had was uh, a slight indentation in the left side bodywork. Uh, the guy that hit me had to come off on the hook, and his steering wheel was uh, shoved up into up into the seat because of how <laughs> how bad that front needed clipped after yeah, he hit us. Yeah. Unbelievable. So you've been doing this for about 20 years, and it, you just keep getting better and better. Now, you did the carts. You did the Strictly Stocks. Then you, uh, at some point in time, uh, your dad had been driving Grandpap's car, and then you kind of inherited that, and you had a lot of success at Lernerville in that car. In which car? Uh, the Camaro. Well, obviously that wasn't their car. That Camaro was a 70, uh, whatever, 71, 72 um, that my grandfather had built. We just designed our car to look like the old Camaro. And um, ours was just an old Regal chassis that we got out of a junkyard. And uh, my dad went and we, we found some company that was able to give us the piping that we could build the cage for it. And we, we built it from the ground up. 
That was, uh, I didn't know that. I just thought that was the same car. I used to stand up on the hillside at Motordrome with your grandpa when your dad was running the car he had. And uh, <laughs> Pee Wee would get a cup of coffee. And by the time was, the race was over, the cup was empty, but he, he didn't drink any of it. He just moving his hands and giving Mark signals on what to do. But uh, that was always a fun time. You know, you say the best part of racing is is uh, winning and the great passes and photo finishes. And then uh, you were talking to Eric in Victory Lane after your last win, and he mentioned that half of the fans were cheering you and half of them were booing you. Yeah, I mean, just this year alone, we've had some of the best finishes and wins of my entire career. Uh, we passed Darren Gallagher for the win. Uh, last corner, last lap pass early in the season at Lernerville. Um, we had a great duel with Dave Blaney. Um, we got caught up in an accident. I, I I hit a lap car that was spinning down across in front of me. We did a 360, kept on going there. Uh, but Dave Blaney got me, and then we had to pass him back for the Western PA Speed Week win. And then I think the last one I had at Lernerville, we had to start 10th, and we ran down uh, Mark Smith. I mean, the race went 25 laps nonstop. We ran him down and passed him on the top, uh, last corner, last lap pass again, too. So um, it's been an extremely fun year. Like, uh, we've been really good. We've had some dominating wins, and then we've had some that have really come down to the wire, which I haven't had too much in the past before. So uh, there's been a few races I've lost on the last lap, and it seems like this year we finally flipped the script and uh, we're winning some of them on the last lap. So um, I know just watching my father race and how much he won at Motor Drum in Jennerstown. And uh, when I was four, five, six, seven years old, we were running around the speedway to go to victory lane and stuff. And uh, I would just, I would get stuff thrown at me by the fans <laughs> that didn't want his family or him to have any success or to win any more races. And um, so I've known that this was coming. I've known that there's going to be people that boo. Uh, it's just part of the sport. I mean, I look at guys like Donnie Schatz, you know, um, he's one of the most clean drivers you ever come across. Uh, he's extremely humble. Uh, he's down to earth. He's been, he's been good to me as a fan ever, ever since I've talked to him, uh, which was years before I started in sprint car racing. So, um, in my personal mind, there's, there's no way anybody could ever boo that man. Uh, the real, the reality of it is they just boo him because they don't like seeing him win anymore. And yeah. on a local level, that's kind of what I'm at at Lernerville and, I know that's the case. So uh, occasionally, when I can't get the job done, I know the I know there's some fans out there that are happy. But when I do get back in victory lane uh, and they make some noise for me, at least they paid their money to come see me win. Fans, if you're just joining us, we're talking to AJ Flick, the winningest sprint car driver in the area. You know, you won ten races so far at four different tracks: Mercer, Lernerville, Pittsburgh, and Tri City. I guess when you pull in, the other guys say, oh, my God, who's going to be second tonight? Uh, you really bring a, a threat as far as the competition and what they're going to have to deal with. Yeah, that's something that I've always strived to have. I mean, it's not like we pull into Port Royal and anybody thinks we're a threat. Um, we don't go to outlaw races or all-star races, and nobody thinks that. But um, at least on a local level, we can kind of inspire some sort of fear. Uh, we've just been really good and really consistent. Um, some of these places, like... Like Lernerville last year, I didn't think we were the best car, but we got the most wins. This year, I definitely think we're the best car, and 
Uh, at a place like Tri-City, we've been extremely good there for the past three or four years. I'm, I'm very proud of that. And then last year at Sharon, we were extremely good and extremely consistent. We won three of our 13 races up there. But this year, I just can't seem to get a hold of the place. So uh, we have some work to do for sure. Um, you've been around racing long enough, Don. You know that it comes and goes. So maintaining that consistency and that speed is something that's very difficult. But one thing that I am proud of is even when we can't be winning, uh, especially at these local races, you are right. I do think there's quite a few times we pull in, and uh, some people think they need to fight for second. We'll talk more about that when we get to the pit crew. But I'm, I'm looking at your stats here, 2015, 17, 18, 20, 21, and 22. Six-time champion at Lernerville. Uh, is that a record, or maybe wearing or what? Uh, has... that, that, that tied Lou Blaney for the most sprint car championships at Larnerville. So if we can get one more uh, this year, then we'll have the all-time record for sprint car titles. But I think Lou has nine or ten total because of his big block championships. So yeah. we, still have, we still have quite a few years to go before we have the overall record at most titles at Larnerville. You said one of your most memorable moments in racing was your first sprint car win. Where was that? Let's talk about it. Uh, that was actually at Lernerville, too. Um, that was back in 2015. So uh, in 2014, it was a huge learning year for us. We had a J, old J&J chassis. Um, we really didn't know how to set it up. There were some things that we found out about that car later that uh, kind of screwed up what we were trying to learn in sprint car racing because the chassis was designed just different enough that a lot of the stuff we were trying to work with didn't work. So we ended up getting a GF1 chassis, and we changed our shock package around a little bit, and we actually improved our motor program a little bit in 2015. And we came out of the gate pretty hot that year. Uh, I led, like, the first 22 laps of opening night, and then I think Ed Lynch Jr. passed me and went on to the victory, and um, I actually think we finished second, like, seven times to four or five different drivers through the first half of that year. Uh, Mattis, um, Ed Lynch Jr., Carl Bowser, Jack Sodeman. We just we were always the bridesmaid, never the bride. And um, we eventually caught one night in early June where we put a full night together and uh, we actually got pretty fortunate. I think Ed Lynch Jr. was leading that race, and he ended up breaking, uh, blowing a motor with a few laps to go, and it gave us the lead, and we were able to hold off Rod George and Danny Holkraver back when we were in that Phoenix 59 car. So it was a pretty special win, and um, we had we had a lot of luck involved in that too because the track was pretty fast that night, pretty narrow, and we wouldn't have won if Ed Jr. didn't break. But all the pieces kind of aligned, and um, I've lost races because of mechanical failures, so... It was nice to know that uh, we won one like that as well and uh, ended up getting our first win early June. It was like June 6th, 7th or 8th, something like that. And then I uh, had a couple more seconds and actually ended up winning a, another feature like a month or two later. And um, at the end of August, we secured our first points championship. AJ and I are going to need to take a break. We'll be back with more after these messages. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, 
life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C., J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. The dog days of summer can't compete with the heat that Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway will bring in the month of August. Come and be captivated by a symphony of roaring engines, cheering crowds, and an electric atmosphere that is known as Dirt's Monster Half Mile each Saturday night. On August 5th, $6,000 is on the line for the 34th annual Juke George Steel City Classic featuring the Rush Late Model Touring Series. August 12th will be a racing night in Pittsburgh featuring our TMT Transportation Action Event Divisions. The inaugural Hindsight Hustle presented by 2020 Landscaping and Tree Service featuring the Rourke Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models takes place on Saturday, August the 19th. The month rounds out with a kid-focused, jam-packed night on August 26th. It's round number two of the Hobby Stock Triple Crown Series featuring the Wee Willie White Memorial, the duel before the shootout for the four-cylinders, kids' bike races, a vendor show, fireworks, and more. Visit ppms.com today for your tickets. Search PA Motor Speedway on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Threads, and YouTube. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Dirt's Monster Half Mile. Okay, fans, we're back. We're talking to A.J. Flick. You know, probably a lot of people were wondering, your grandpap was a late model champion, your dad was a modified champion, but you're in a sprint car. And I want to preface something before we ask why. You got your bachelor's degree in petroleum and natural gas engineering from Penn State. And when I asked you about it years ago, you said there's less body work with a sprint car than there is with a late model and a modified. Would you like to elaborate on that? Yeah, I mean, long story short, uh, I, I wanted to go late model racing. My my race car idol growing up was Brian Burkhofer, and 
Um, I traveled quite a few times to go watch him race a late model, which was always pretty fun. So uh, I always wanted to run a late model. I thought they sounded so cool. I thought they looked real cool. And my dad, being a modified guy, uh, open wheel fronts, and he's had to beat on sheet metal quite a few times before. But we watched these late model guys between 2010 and 2013 before we moved up. And I mean, man, it looks like they're coming in with bodywork damage all the time, especially if the track's heavy or has some sort of moisture to it. Uh, they lean on each other quite a bit, it seemed like, and it's pretty easy to ruffle up some quarter panels on those cars. So um, he told me, he's like, man, I'll help you, but we're not doing a late model. He said, we can't have, we're, I'm not working on a uh, fully enclosed car here in this garage. So I told him, I said, I don't want to go modified racing. I didn't think there was much opportunity for modified racing in Western PA, uh, pretty much just the BRP tour, but you had to travel around quite a bit for that. Uh, so we ended up talking, and I mean, realistically, out of the three premier divisions, big block modified, super late models, and sprint cars, it is way cheaper to get into and operate a sprint car team. So uh, we found some support and backing to help us transition from the street stock to the sprint car stage, and we ended up putting a 410 sprint car together, and honest to God, Don, it's been uh, the best decision we ever made. Um, the entire crew loves working on a sprint car. We all love being a part of a sprint car team, and I've run a late model, and I've run a modified as well. At some point, uh, my girlfriend's dad had a modified that I drove for the 2018 season. I've tested a late model a few times for some friends, and I can promise you on my life, there is nothing more fun than a sprint car. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you mentioned also, you know, being at Penn State, just getting back home in time to go racing. You definitely didn't have time to come back and uh, pond out body panels. So a wise decision. Now, I have a question. I understand that after the race, you always take an extra lap. Why is that? When I was in go-karts, uh, God, I don't even remember what year, but when I was in go-karts, there was a heat race that we ran and um, I, I slowed down after taking the white flag and I was about to pull off and, um, lucky enough, we had a big enough lead and my dad saw what I was doing and he was like screaming and moving his hands and waving his hands and arms <laughs> around like the race wasn't done. So I looked back over to the, uh, front straightaway and I realized that they were still waving the white flag. So I got back on the gas again and we ended up still winning the heat race barely, but I came in from that, and I got my butt chewed out. And, um, <laughs> it was in a loving way, of course, uh, but it was it was in one of those manners that the father made sure it was never going to happen again. So uh, from that day forward, I have always taken one extra lap. And if if I mean, you can take it's especially if you're in lap traffic. If if it's dusty and you can't see the flags or anything like that. Um, if you take an extra lap, the yellow light doesn't even come on until the lap cars in front of you take the checkered. So right, right. Uh, it's, it's always difficult to, it, it, well, not always, but it's sometimes pretty difficult to realize if the race is actually completed or not. So, I mean, one lap in the long run, I don't see how it's, it's a bad thing. Well, you even indicated in your last win in Victory Lane that uh, you thought it was like five to go, and then when they put up two flags, it was like, whoa, I better get moving here. And you pulled it off. Yeah, and I mean, just think about a place like Pittsburgh as well. The front straightaway is so wide, and uh, the lighting isn't as bright. So it's it's extremely difficult to sometimes see the flags or see the flagmen. And I mean, honestly, at a place like Pittsburgh as well, the flag stand is so high up 
and uh, especially in a heat race, the sun sets down the front straightaway. So it's almost impossible to see flags. So if you're not counting in your head uh, or you can't see what the flagman's doing or if the sun's in your face, I mean, yeah, you, you always just take a lap or just wait until the radio's done and they tell you the race is over. My dad told me a story one time about how they went down to a BRP race at Tyler County and the entire field ran an extra two or three laps because nobody could see and they didn't know the race was over and they didn't know the yellow lights were on. Whoa. <laughs> you said that uh, some of the things you'd like to do. Now, you did do the Chili Bowl, Knoxville Nationals, the Dream, things like that. Is that going to be uh, in the future or are you going to just stay here at the tri-state area and make everybody miserable? <laughs> no, I mean, at some point I do have the dream to to get out to all these big sprint car races like the Williams Grove National Open, the Knoxville Nationals. It would have been cool to do the Eldora uh, Million, but we can always get out there for the Kings Royal or the big one any year they have it. And I would just love to go to all these races, like even some of the big races on the West Coast, like the uh, Gold Cup at Chico and the Trophy Cup at Tulare. Those all look like a bunch of fun races to be a part of and even go down to Charlotte a few times. Um I think I think my career, and I'm I'm just getting too old that I'm never going to get an opportunity to drive a big block modified or a late model for a team. Uh, so I can probably cross like Oswego and uh, some short short track super series events and some big late model races off the dream list. But at some point, we'll do the sprint car races. Um, I still feel, I mean, obviously anything could happen in any day, on any day, but I feel like I still have a pretty good career in front of me. Uh, so I don't want to do anything stupid right now to to hinder my financial program or to hinder my race team. Um, and obviously a lot of crew can't make races like that or take that much vacation time. So if we can ever find a bigger sponsor or uh, get on board with a big money team that wants to hire me, bring me on board, then I know we'll absolutely go to those races 100%. But, but right now with, with my money and my financial situation, uh, we'll just play it smart, keep adding pennies to the piggy bank, and one day when I feel secure enough that I can go out and either waste money without it being an issue or feel like I can compete and truly make the show, uh, have a strong motor program, have a good chassis and equipment program and a setup program, then we'll, we'll be there supporting all those big shows. We're talking to Sprint Car Champion A.J. Flick. A.J., I think you could do a seminar on how to thank your sponsors. I had a problem with several drivers at several tracks that either wouldn't thank them or they'd be walking around the car to see who's on the car. And I kept raising hell with him. I said, if you can't think of the name of the guy that's sending you a check, send a check back. Well, I beat that drum so much that now most of them are paying attention. There was one fella at Jennerstown. Was, he won the race in a borrowed car, and someone handed him an iPad, and he thanked all his sponsors. So I think the message is getting out there. And this would be a good time f for you to thank your sponsors. Yeah, I mean, we most of us, including myself, wouldn't even be able to race without sponsors. So, I mean, it does it does get difficult, and even I've forgotten some a few times, so I appreciate the kind words. But, like, on my level, as we continue to grow, we even get assistance from product sponsors and things like that. So, I mean, I've got almost 20 product sponsors, but it's just to name a few, like DMI, Diversified Machine, Fluid Film, TBM Brakes, Smith Titanium, King Racing Products, Bell Helmets, Alpine Star Suits and Gloves, things like that. So it's always hard to mention them in Victory Lane. 
because you have to worry about your primary and main sponsors, and then you just you just don't want your victory lane interview to drag on and drag on because the fans just don't want to hear all that. So, uh, and then obviously the the show and the track has to get the program rolling. So, I usually try to focus those sponsors on social media ads and things outside the race car. Uh, and then they seem to be pretty happy with that publicity there as well. And then obviously victory lane shots for safety equipment, things like that. They always appreciate being a part of that shot. But when we're in victory lane. My main focus is all the primary sponsors that hand me cash to get me to and from the racetrack every night. And obviously that includes Ferguson Heating and Air Conditioning, Fence by Maintenance Service, Red Robin Gourmet Burgers, Chernega Construction, Stanford's Glass Service, J.D. Byrider out in Monroeville. And one thing I'm very proud of this year, too, we brought on two additional sponsors. Uh, and that, that was um, Worthington Industries along with Deepwell Services. They came on board with us this year. Uh, Molly Aftermarket Pistons, they came on board for us for the third year in a row. And I mean, uh, if, if all these guys continue to come on board, it means I must be doing something right. So I'm extremely proud of that. Uh, occasionally we lose a sponsor here and there, but it's usually like a, a family sponsor that um, it, it's not too much money. They, they do it because they want to be a part of it and they want to experience it for a year. But most of our larger partners that have been very influential for our race team, have have been willing to stick by us year after year. And to have these past two years that we have, 13 wins last year, two titles, a Western Speed Speedweek title, and now this year we've got 10 wins already, another Western PA Speedweek title, and we're also leading Lernerville and Tri-City points again. So it's been two very good years for us. I think the sponsors are all happy. We get them to the racetrack as much as we possibly can. And, I, I mean, I just sent them all emails today, too, to keep them in the loop. I send them updated pictures, photographs, anything they need for their marketing materials and publications. So uh, as long as I'm doing the right things, I think they'll keep coming back on board. And hopefully we can find some more that I can add to this list next time you call. One of my favorite pictures that I found, I'm going to use it when we put your uh, story up on Facebook, was you standing between Dave and Dale Blaney. I mean, you talk about credibility as far as you being a driver. You be two of the best in the business. Yeah, I mean, those guys have won a few races in their lifetime, haven't they? <laughs> yeah, they have. How about your... Knoxville Nationals, Kings Royals, the big ones. Dave yeah. Blaney was a NASCAR star. Dale Blaney's got the most all-star wins and championships. And um, I know they're not in the same equipment that they used to be, um, but those guys don't just forget how to drive. Uh, they're yeah. very talented race car drivers. They're very experienced and very smart race car drivers. Uh, so it's, it's, it's definitely an honor to beat them for sure. And let's talk about your pit crew. Uh, I'll just start off by thanking my mother, my father, and Ashley. Those are probably the three most important. And uh, we continue to get support from them. And then my Uncle Doug, I wouldn't be able to do it without him. Uh, my dad's been taking some time off from my racing so he can go experience some things with his friends and watch some big block modifieds because that's what he loves most with his heart. So. My uncle has come in clutch for me. He's been extremely helpful in the garage. We've had a lot of success racing together, just me and him. Uh, some of our wins at uh, Sharon together, and um, we just won another one up at uh, Mercer this past Saturday with just me and him on the crew and my mother and Ashley and all the guys that come down to the garage, Joe Harris, uh, Brian Keebler, Jordan Keebler. Um, Dave Ferguson's been a huge help. Dan Hartman's been a huge help, so... Uh, I just I get a lot of support for some from some really good guys, and we're always looking to add some loyal, reliable help to the team as well. If there's anybody out there that uh, wants to learn about sprint cars, just let me know, and we'll try and get you involved. 
One of the things that your dad and you and your uncle enjoy, and I can't do it now because I'm in North Carolina, whenever I would walk down to the trailer to see you guys, I knew what was coming. Yeah, we try not to harass you too much now because we know you you cry too easy. So uh, we just try and we just try and keep it to ourselves, and and we'll talk about you behind your back now, not to your face. Nothing changes from Pee Wee to Mark down to Doug down to you. You know, we've had. I I mean, you've been around the family long enough, Don. You know, my grandfather passed away when I was six months old. So yeah. um, when we're down in the garage here. Um, pretty much every every night in the summer working on race cars, there's a lot of stories that get passed around. And yeah. um, a lot of them have to do with my grandfather and you and uh, your buddy Walt Weimer. And yeah. there's just a lot of things that I wish I could have experienced or that I could hear from my grandfather that obviously it's not going to happen. I mean, I could wish for it all I want, but uh, some of those people are gone. And I try to take in these moments as, as best I can while I still can. And anybody that comes to me telling me a story about my grandfather, I... I usually stop what I'm doing and just open up my ears and listen because I'm not sure I'll ever hear that story again. Well, one of the things that Walt Weimer always got a kick out of, uh, Grandpa was winning all these races and he kept saying to Walt, what do I have to do to run for Rookie of the Year? <laughs> Walt would just smile and roll his eyes. <laughs> I've done the same thing to him a few times just to just to get back at that joke since my dad always told my grandfather we've done it. and Yeah. Um, Walt always does his cavalcade points, and right. um, I, I know I know there's really no recognition for that. Uh, it's just something Walt does for fun. But I could never win it. I never won it in street stocks. I never won it in sprint cars. And all of a sudden, the past three years, we've absolutely been dominating his cavalcade points because of all our success. So yeah. it's cool to finally get one of those titles. And um, I don't know if my dad ever won it, but I think my grandfather won it one year. So. It's just always something cool that we just keep an eye on just just for the history of it. Hey, Jay, I know that that 10 wins is going to be a low number, and it's possible there could be 10 more. I want to thank you for being with us this evening and wish you continued success. I appreciate it, Dawn. When when last year ended and we had 13, we discussed what a good goal would be for this year. We figured 5 to 10 would be a good goal. I did not think I would have 10 at this point. Uh, we have 10 quicker now this year than we did last year. So if I could get back up to 13 and maybe crack the 15 win mark, I think that would be a very successful 2023. And I agree with you, and I thank you again. Thank you guys very much. Appreciate you supporting the show. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off.
Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. All right, fans. Our next guest is Logan Zarin, the very successful driver of the number one late model, Logan, let's talk about your trip to Lake Trobe Speedway. Um, I guess you could say it was a good, a good one. Um, you know, uh, going into it, I've never seen the place before. You know, even though I live not very far, like an hour and a half from it, I still had never been out there. So it was kind of, I kind of just threw a big guess at the car, and we started off pretty good. We uh, qualified third, and then we uh, went on to win our heat race. And make the uh, make the redraw, and then we redrew a six for the feature, and then you know we started six, went back, fell back a couple spots on some restarts, and then a couple laps to go, we ended up we were in third. So we were running third, and then you know we had Norris. I don't know, Mike Norris had he had a mechanical issue or something, so he pulled off, and then that put me in second. So. With the last lap restart, I kind of played a little more. I wasn't as aggressive as I should have been. You know, we crossed the line second, and then Colton Flinner had a uh, issue with the droop check, and they ended up handing us the win. So it was a pretty good night, and I wish I could have won it right. But, you know, a win's a win, and we'll take it any day of the week. When they look in the uh, record book, it's going to say Logan Zarin, winner of the ULMS race. It's not going to say Mike Norris broke down. So let's get past that. How many of them where maybe you were winning and you had a problem? So, you know, everybody has to deal with that. And it's just, that's racing. You know, uh, when you first decided uh, that you wanted to get down to the, sh- the Sunshine State, I think it was two years ago, uh, to race in the Lucas Oil uh, Late Model Series at Alltech and East Bay, uh, I like what your dad said. He said, he told you if you want to be the best, you have to compete with the best, and that's why the guys decided to make that trip to Florida. And when you go to a race like that, it's almost like, Going to school. I know Ed Lynch, well, he would leave every year and go out and travel to all these big races. And I said, 
well, if you'd stay here, you you could win a lot of races and, and make some money. He said, every time I go on the road, I learn something. And I think you're in the same situation. Yeah, it's like, you know, with us traveling a bit, um, it definitely gives me some experience that I'm not going to get around here. Um, you definitely learn some, you definitely learn way more racing with the, the best in the business than, you know, running local deals and stuff. So it's, it's really big for me. We, we try to travel as much as possible and get to all these big races. And then even though we might not make all these races, we still, I feel, I feel we're pretty competitive and, uh, we, uh, learn something new every time we come home or head to our next race. I'm, I'm guessing you're what, about 21? 20. I turned 21 in September. 20. So you're a young racer, but people are starting to recognize who you are, and that's why I want to touch on some of these things. I think when you first showed up at the track, uh, you, like many of the successful racers, started out in, in the go-karts when you were seven years old. Uh, where did you do your racing in the go-karts? Um, mainly a speedway called Noggle out here and uh, out by the Pittsburgh airport, so that's where we kind of cut our teeth and we... Uh, raced a lot there and then when we uh could get weekends off from there we'd, we'd head over to like uh Dubois there's a car track out in Dubois and then Blairsville so you know we kind of kind of stayed close to home we were just kind of doing it as a little bit of a hobby and then uh you can see now it's kind of taken off to something a little bit bigger and then but yeah I definitely learned a lot from go-karts I mean you learn a lot with them little things and they're not just a it's not a toy you know you learn how to keep your momentum up, and you have to run the right line all the time to be fast in a go-kart. So it definitely teaches you a lot. Well, I think the hand-eye coordination in a cart is key to success. And, you know, Dave Blaney, Dale Blaney, they all did uh, carts. Most of the good drivers that did carts, it carried over into their uh, other racing venues. Now, you did the carts for six years, and you won five track championships. Uh, that's when you decided maybe we ought to try something different, and you got a uh, dirt late model in 2018. How and when did that uh, decision come about? Um, it was sort of towards the second or, second or two of the last year of go-karts. Um, you know, it was kind of the car count, the car counts were kind of falling off, and then I was racing by myself for a couple weeks in a row. So we kind of we kind of knew we needed to make a step into something big. We didn't know what we wanted to do, so we ended up making the uh, decision to race crates. And then we ended up running that crate car for three or four years. And then now I'm right back in with Craig uh, Beats. We run uh, select shows with the Rush deal. So it's uh, pretty cool to get back in the crate car every once in a while. If you're just joining us, we're talking to Logan Zarin, the driver of the number one. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Now, not only did you have a, a, a success in the crate car, but uh, you uh, won the Pennsylvania Motor Speedway Rookie of the Year. That's kind of a nice honor. Yeah, it was cool, definitely. You know, my first year, I really didn't set the world on fire. You know, I didn't make any... I didn't make any friends. I think I made more enemies than friends that year just because me being so experienced, I really uh, I really took my beatings, you know, but I think now I've gained some respect from them drivers that I had run into. So, um, yeah, definitely Craig's taught me a lot. It was uh, definitely a good learning curve for me coming in from the go-karts and then propelling me to run the super lates. <laughs> 
Now, you mentioned Greg Beach, and I'd like you to explain that because Greg has his own car, number 33, and then I believe he's turning wrenches on your car, but sometimes when you show up in a 33, how does that work? Well, it all started last year at Charlotte. We uh, brought Greg with us to turn some wrenches on the car and then into our tire work, so we kind of stayed pretty close from there until now, and then we... uh, went down the floor together with him so that time he was kind of thinking about putting a credit card together to run some of these big races around here and um he was he was gonna drive it and then he asked me he he asked me if i wanted to drive it and um i was up for the challenge you know it's a different car than what i'm used to and uh and then coming coming back from the super it's uh, it's definitely a big jump with a uh, horsepower difference, but it's definitely fun to get back in the crate car. And so many of the guys, Mike Norris is a case in point. When he switches, he said the horsepower difference is amazing, and when you're in the super, uh, it's it's hammered on. And the other one, it takes a while to get it wound up. But uh, that's good. That's, there's no substitute for seat time. Now, your dad, he spent 14 years in various types of cars. Uh how now you're 20 years old? Were, um, were you able to see your dad race? Um, here and there, um, I was I was pretty little when he was getting out of it, so I kind of kind of remember, kind of don't remember my dad racing, but you know I've seen pictures of everything, so you know watching the films from out of Pittsburgh, so it's been uh, it was pretty cool to see him race a couple of times, and then uh, then he took some time off when he had my sister, and then and now we're right back in it. Well, you mentioned your sister, Lacey, and uh, you say that, well, you got so much team uh, family support, mom, Nikki, sister, Lacey, girlfriend, Fran, and uh, while you do a lot of the work on the car yourself, but uh, you have a couple guys in the shop that sometimes at the track that help you out. Who are they? Um, got my dad, of course, you know, he's my right-hand man. We kind of, that's who I bounce my ideas off of, and then, um, we got uh, RJ. He comes with me when he's on summer break with high school, so he's nice to have around in the summer, you know, all week in the shop and then with me and then on the road. And Greg, Greg Beach, he handles all my tire work, so he, that's a big, big help. These tires now are pretty time-consuming. And then uh, we got Luke. He uh, comes when he's not tied up with work. So I got a bunch of guys that help me. Um, Jim, Jim Stevens, he does all my, handles all my shocks. So he's just a phone call away when I need him at the racetrack. So it's uh, definitely a team effort with this deal. Um, and uh, really thankful for the guys helping me out. Beach is probably one of the smartest chassis setup guys around. And it's kind of interesting. His dad was crew chief on his uncle's car, Banker Beach. And they had a lot of success in the semi-lights over the years. A couple times they ran modifieds, but mainly uh, the claim to fame for uh, Greg's dad was uh, in the semi-lates. Hey, uh, Logan and I are going to need to take a break. We'll be back after these messages. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. 
As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C., J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. Hi, my name is Jason Bush from Bush Brothers Tire Service. We are one of the best tire dealer and repair shops in Allegheny County, offering phenomenal customer service, expert in-house with more than 30 years' experience to ensure premium craftsmanship is done start to finish. Bush Brothers Tire Service was started by my Uncle Paul Bush and Father Martin Bush in May of 1985. I, Jason, joined the company in early 2000. We offer state inspection and emissions testing, tire sales, tire maintenance, wheel alignments, general auto repairs, brake service, and free estimates. We are located at 1931 Monongahela Avenue, Swissville, PA, 15218. And for any additional information, you can reach us at 412 412- Three five one five three four two. fans we're back we're talking to logan zarin the driver of the number one super late model fresh off a victory with the ulms races at latrobe speedway now you mentioned latrobe you had never been there before but it's a big fast half mile uh how long did it take well you won the heat how long did it take you to get uh, a comfortable in the car um i kind of I thought I had a good baseline out for when I went out for hot laps and uh, hot laps. I kind of laid back a little bit just to make sure I was going to get into the corner right and really focus on my driving, not so much speed. So once I got that down, then we were on some qualifying and I was pretty comfortable in the car. So I laid down a pretty good lap, ended up third. So that's probably four or five laps took me to really get used to the racetrack and 
what what the fast lines around there and how to get in the corner and everything like that. So it was, uh, I guess you got to be pretty quick with these guys nowadays because everybody's so good. You got to make sure your stuff's dialed in early. I think what's nice, uh, obviously, there's a front stretch wall, but other than that, it's wide open. And if a driver makes a mistake, he's got a little bit of room to kind of cor- correct that. Uh, let's take them in. You got a bunch of them. Uh, Let's talk about some of your sponsors. Obviously, Zarin Truck and Automotive, but let's pick it up from there. Yeah, like you said, we got Zarin Truck Automotive. That's my, uh, that's our family business. So, can't thank them enough. Um, you got Filet Oil. He's uh, been a really good help for us. You know, Lovell Enterprises, Tomas Towing, Dick Bray Custom Powder Coating, All American Framers. Scott, come on this year. He's been a really good friend to us and we enjoy having him on you know Bazzetti hardware hot seat pressure washers wheels wings and wishes you know cletus motorsports rocket chassis you know mark and steve they uh pick up the phone when i'm down there or i give them a call they really help me out in you know, pro power racing engines and key shocks by jim stevens um I think that's about it. I think you covered them all. Uh, a question that's been bugging me, what is Lovell Enterprises? What do they do? Lovell is the snap-on franchise around here. Um, he's been with me since my second year, so it's been nice having Jeff on. Jeff's a really good friend to us and handles all of our snap-on needs, so it's uh, pretty cool to have him on board. Now, Pro Power Racing Engines, obviously they're really good engines the way you're running. Where are they located, and how did you uh, get hooked up with them? Um, they're out of Sullivan, Wisconsin, up by Milwaukee. When we were first getting into, you know, looking to do this super deal, we kind of were looking at some builders and then looking at the prices. Of, obviously, now everything's the prices are all jacked up, so we kind of looked for the most reasonable engine builder, and we wanted a guy that we could actually talk to, you know, some, someone that we could build a friendship with. And, you know, Bill's been really good to us. He builds us. A stellar motor. It would never have any flaws with them, so we're really happy with Bill and Pro Power Racing Engines. Now, when you have to tune it or freshen it up or whatever, you know, adjust the valves, et cetera, et cetera, uh, does he uh, walk you through that, or you got that pretty well underhand? Um, me and my dad pretty got it well underhand. Uh, we, you know, we'll call call Bill if we need some advice or how to do something, you know. He's just a phone call away, so he, if we need a part, he'll hurry up and ship it to us overnight. So it's uh, pretty cool having him around, you know. Almost my dad was never a Ford guy, so Bill's kind of teaching us what to do with these Fords, and it's really uh, paying off. One of the things I'm, I'm sure a lot of our listeners, where the new name of Logan Zarin is showing up, is they're not uh, familiar with the fact that you were a pretty good hockey player in high school. What was your tenure of time there when you were doing it did you play all through high school or just in the junior senior years well i started i was eight eight years old i played eight hockey through eight years old through my senior year of high school and then i you know i gave it up to, to do this racing deal full time so it was kind of hard giving it up like that but you know i my heart's in the racing deal so i just really dedicate all my time to that now so many hours in the day you know yeah you just uh, not enough time to go around well we're coming up on uh, another break here but uh, i'd like you to explain if someone wants to follow you on facebook uh, how would that work oh uh, you just go to facebook and search uh 
Logan's Aaron Racing. We're on all there. We're on my. I'm on Twitter. Logan's Aaron on Twitter. Logan's Aaron on Instagram. So we're all over social media. That's where you guys will find us. But most of the stuff, the schedules and stuff, anything like that's going to be on my Logan's Aaron Racing Facebook page. If you guys want to check that out. Something else too, because of the kind of work you do at Zarin uh, Truck and Automotive, uh, a lot of big trucks. And I noticed uh, Bob Schwartzmiller, a former racer, had said something where you guys had to help him out on one of his trucks. What was the story on that? Yeah, Bob was, uh, he had an air leak out by the new Amazon plant they're building out here. So my dad, we did a quick road call for Bob. You know, he's a really good friend of us ups down and sees us all the time so you know friends help friends out we uh so he went out to help bob with the air leak and caught him on the road well with some of these toter homes and these rigs that guys are towing around they probably ought to be aware that if uh they're jammed up and they want to get good work they had to call 724-375-7500 get somebody at Zarin to come down and look at their problem or they could bring it in and have it serviced and we want to make sure they know that's an option because just hearing the name truck and automotive service that probably isn't specific enough to tell them that uh, you could help some of these guys and i think a lot of the drivers that have these big rigs are probably good mechanics but maybe not good big diesel truck mechanics what's your thoughts on that yeah you know these trucks these toter homes and stuff nowadays they these guys are on the road for months so sometimes you need to take a weekend off and get it serviced and stuff i know uh Mason Ziegler, we we did him before Florida. We got him all tuned up and uh, fixed a couple issues on the truck. So we had Mason in there, and then like like you said, Schwartzmiller, Bob Schwartzmiller's semi trucks, and we yeah we do all kind of the diesel stuff. So it's uh, keeps us pretty busy. Well, when the word gets around, like Ziegler, where he lives, you would be telling his people, "Hey, I was I was up at Zarin's, and they got my truck up." running smooth as silk, went down to Florida, no problems. I can't confirm it, but I was told that Logan, Roaring Knob Speedway, do you know anything about that? I've not heard anything about that. Yeah, well, he lives down that way, and uh, that would be a good investment. Uh, I'll have to check it out, and I'll let you know. Well, are there any closing thoughts? Is there anything we need to cover that we didn't? I think we covered everything, you know, just got a couple busy weeks of racing coming up, so we're just trying to get everything ready to go. Um, appreciate all you guys listening. Well, you know, I just want to thank my, my mom and dad, you know, for giving me this opportunity, you know, my girlfriend, Fran, for sticking it out, you know, racing, this deal's tough, you know. Um, my sister, you know, my grandparents, they all come out and watch, so it's a big family ordeal here, and I'm just happy to have them all supporting me. Well, you, you mentioned three keys to the success of the team. Mom, Fran, and Lacey. And that's how it works. The women, they kind of, they they hold everything together when things are kind of, you know, going sideways. Well, Logan, I want to thank you for being with us. Congratulate you on your big win. And that's a big one. That was a big payday. I think it was 5,000. Hope you get a couple more of those and uh, look forward to seeing you sometime in the near future. You thank, uh, thank you and you have a very nice day. Yeah, you too, Don. Thanks for having me on the show. The dog days of summer can't compete with the heat that Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway will bring in the month of August. Come and be captivated by a symphony of roaring engines 
cheering crowds, and an electric atmosphere that is known as Dirt's Monster Half Mile each Saturday night. On August 5th, $6,000 is on the line for the 34th annual Juke George Steel City Classic featuring the Rush Late Model Touring Series. August 12th will be a racing night in Pittsburgh featuring our TMT Transportation Action Event Divisions. The inaugural Hindsight Hustle, presented by 2020 Landscaping and Tree Service, featuring the Rourke Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, takes place on Saturday, August the 19th. The month rounds out with a kid-focused, jam-packed night on August 26th. It's round number two of the Hobby Stock Triple Crown Series, featuring the Wee Willie White Memorial, the duel before the shootout for the four-cylinders, kids' bike races, a vendor show, fireworks, and more. Visit ppms.com today for your tickets. Search PA Motor Speedway on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Threads, and YouTube. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Dirt's Monster Half Mile. Main Street Music and Sound is your full-service music store, featuring a huge beginner-to-boutique inventory. Main Street Music maintains a hometown approach to service with personal attention. Customers rely on Main Street Music and Sound for advanced product knowledge, expert in-house repairs, audio-video lighting installations, and years of hands-on experience. Main Street Music features lines that include Anderson, Guitar Works, Bogner, Fender, Gretsch, Yamaha, and more. Main Street Music and Sound is teamed with the highly respected musicians at Bentley and Remetto to provide professional music instruction for just about any instrument and at any skill level, and at any age. Main Street Music and Sound is located at 327 Main Street, Irwin, Pennsylvania. Call 724-382-4633 or email info at MainStreetMusic.com. And now, more Rapping on Racing with Don Gamble. And we are back on Rapid on Racing. Down Ted with you this morning, and our guests are with us. I did not disconnect them this time. Jook George and Bill Yakin. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you doing? Jook, how are you doing today? Real good. And Bill, yourself up there in Mars, what's it like in uh, on the other planets today? Uh, it's pretty nice up here. I love it up here. Do you? Out of the big city. Snowbird. Yeah, that's, it's a little nicer than down in the city. <laughs> A little more freedom up here. Uh, let's start with you, Jook. Uh, last year, I uh, teamed up with Bill, and uh, things went pretty good. Yeah, I think we had a pretty good year. Once everything got straightened out, it uh, it worked out real well. I was well satisfied with it. Mm -hmm. And, Bill, your thoughts on last season? Your first, uh, you know, with uh, Jook. Uh, I had a good year. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed racing this car. It took a whole time. Hey, Bill, was, was it basically being driver for another team? Yeah, I a lot of people talking about that when drivers change teams. At the end of the year, we, we was doing real good. I mean, they, they they adjusted it to where I guess I wanted, and then when we talked, you know, it, it came out to where it, where it went good. So. And, Jork, on the other side of it, how hard is it for you as a car owner to, you know, adjust to different drivers? You've had a few now over the past few years. I'm sure none of their styles are exactly the same. No, there's not hardly any that had the same style. It, it makes, <clears throat> makes it a little bit tough, but... With us, we're used to it because we always have a driver. You know, it's never like one of us ever drove the car. But uh, it's just getting uh, the honeymoon over and, and getting into the whole deal. And uh, once you do that and once it starts to click, just like with Billy and us, uh, after a few few weeks of uh, uh, walking on water, you know, uh, it it started to click. And once it did, then, then we got fast. And uh, I think it was a real good decision on both of our parts, Billy's and ours. Uh, you know, uh, I think we'll do pretty good this year. 
Hey, Joke, what was uh, what was it like for you to be a part of the Fall Classic this year? Oh, I liked it. Yeah, I definitely liked it. Uh, we had had it together, and uh, the car worked well, and Billy done a good job. Billy's easy on tires, and that's... Uh, that's the name of that race. Yeah, that, that that's the name of the race. If you can uh, hold your tires together, you're, you're going to go fast. And uh, that was a problem we had before. You know, we'd always uh, heat the tires up. Well, with Billy this year, we didn't, and uh, we've seen what happened. Billy, you won, what, three of the four fall classics? Yeah, three of them. The first two, and then Jonathan <clears throat> won the third, and I won the fourth. Uh, any, you know, joke said about your easy on tires, but, uh, you know, there's got to be more to it than that. What do you attribute your success to in that race, which is really the only race for the, the York Limited Lates at Pittsburgh that is longer than 20 laps, and it's 40 laps? Well, I, I, well, like the, I can remember the first couple. I just took it easy the first half of the race. I mean, you can't, you can't win it in, one, in the first 20 laps. I was going to ask you that. I, I would have to imagine that the strategy does play a big part of that. Um, yeah, I mean, you, gotta, you, got, you guys are used to running flat out for 20 laps and, and a 40-lap race. In fact, I think the first year of the race, I mean, we had a heck of a time keeping it going because everybody was trying to win it in the first couple laps. Yeah, I can remember the first first year we started on a pool and we won it, but uh, there was a lot of yellows. And it's mainly just to be, be cool and, and uh, take your time and because the last 10, 15 laps you're going to have a couple yellows. And to really go out, and that's what I did the second year. I remember starting in the back in the second year, and I, I think it was about the twentieth lap or twenty-second lap. I took over, and I just, I just waited, you know. And then last year we started on a pull, and we there was uh, there was quite a few yellows last year too. I can remember, mm-hmm. but it's mainly just using your head, I think, and not uh, abusing the car too much the first half of the race. Last year's race paid $2,000 to win. This year's race is going to pay $2,000 to win, plus a significant increase in the purse uh, down through. And it's, uh, it's a chance for the you know, limited late models to shine. And did you feel any additional pressure at first, uh, the first year they had it? But now that it's been four years, five years, it seems like most of the guys are settling in. Well, believe me, it's, it's still like the first one to me. I go out there and the first lap starts because it's, it's something that, that's, that it's the biggest race of the year, and it's, I always look forward to winning it. <laughs> and Joke, you as a car owner uh, and working with Danny and Troy, I know a lot of a lot of you guys go out and hustle to to raise a lot of the money for the for the purse for that race. Yeah, we <clears throat> a lot of the guys that run in the races uh, uh, put money. Well, we're all businessmen, and we all uh, you know uh, donate back to it. It's uh, you almost have to to get the purse up to where it, it is a good person. You got to give Danny and Troy a lot of credit because they're not even in that division anymore, and uh, I think they they work harder than anybody to uh, promote this race. And uh, uh, like I said, you boy, you, you know, you just can't say enough about what they do for it. Well, they do. They they rally everybody around it. That um, Joke, I mean, you've been running limited lights a long time, and and I think initially their vision to pull this whole thing together i mean has really turned this event into to get in the limited late model division a lot of the recognition that it deserves i i mean i don't know how many times it's turned uh, for a long time and uh, now they kind of got the rules under their- that and um and i and i think when the potentially probably 15 cars that have a legitimate shot to, to win every week and uh, that's you know really as a promoter i mean you really look for that kind of uh product to to sell basically i mean that's you know, that's what puts people in the stands. Well, you know, this is exactly it. And like I said, when they... Well, we was used to, like, years ago running in Heidelberg, and a, and a rule was a rule. There was no grayness to it. It was either black or white. There was it, That was it. And then when we went and run dirt, 
I couldn't believe that, you know, why even write the rules? Just take them and hang them in the bathroom, you know, because uh, <laughs> that was what they was good for because nobody went by them. When that, somebody came in with aluminum wheels, they ran them. If somebody came in with coilovers, they ran them. They changed the rules for the cars. And uh, when uh, Molly took his division back and stiffened up the rules there uh, the first couple years, and people knew that the rules were going to be uh, followed through, then you had to build a car towards the rules. And then that's when the racing got close because there was nobody with monster motors or nothing that was coming in and it wasn't being checked and that. And, and i got to give a lot of credit to Prothman and uh, Jack and uh, the Mollies for uh, keeping it uh, within, uh, you know, where you're not going and, and, and just uh, wasting your time because... If you can't go out on any given night and feel that you can win a race, there's no sense in going. And uh, with this way, I think there's uh, at least 10 or 15 cars out there on any given night can win a race. Absolutely. A lot of young guys, uh, Bill, your thoughts. A lot of young guys coming up in the division. Uh, last year, I thought Russ Colasar and Doug Crawford were probably two of the most improved drivers at the Speedway. Uh, both had some top five finishes, and you know, they were only in their second or third year racing. And I see a lot of good talent coming up in your class. Yeah, there is. There's going to be a lot of good cars this year, too. They, few of them went out and got some new cars, too, I talked to at the banquet. And you got, uh, and you also got uh, Melmanic, too. It's going right. to be up in there. Well, he's going to be someone to watch. And Mike Johnson. And, uh, Mike Johnson is going to move up to the late model class, so, the, you know, that leaves the door wide open. Yeah, it does. And you got uh, Ricky Thomas. You got uh, John Beatty and a Brighton Heights car is going to be running good this year. You got a lot of good cars that are going to be out there this year. It's going to be winning how many years now have you been the runner-up in the points i think it's the third year third year so now that mike's moved on you're the favorite i'm putting the pressure right on your shoulders <laughs> right here today you're the favorite you're the man bill you're the i man. like to win at least one <laughs> joke wouldn't mind that either i'm sure no, he wouldn't. i'm sure he wouldn't but I'm, i know there's there's 30 other cars out there that like to win it too uh, are you happy? You know, Joke, you talk about the enforcement of the rules, and that's that's key. Do you like the rules uh, the way they are? And the uh, you know, the big one, of course, is the engine restriction. Yeah, that uh, that engine restriction and that, and and, and just under tab. Uh, I like it. I like when they, uh, uh, you know, uh, check the cars and, and enforce them. And uh, as long as you know that, you know you got an even shot to run up with anybody. And and if they don't enforce them, then then you're just wasting your time. You know, you're going to lose the division or any other division that you don't. In the rules on. Any changes for this year, Jook? Uh, same car, or what's the, what's the uh, yeah, program going to be? Same car. We tear it down every year and upgrade it, and uh, it, it, we take it down to RLA, and they put it on a jig and make sure it's straight, and the motor goes back down uh, to Indiana and uh, gets rebuilt and make sure it's all right, and uh, put it back together, and, and basically going with the same thing. It'll just all, you know, be all reworked and all, you know, new stuff that has to be replaced, new suspension and that. Would have a different look, or has uh, that be been decided yet? Again. Uh, we, we're waiting on a sponsorship, and uh, we don't know if we're going to get it or not. We might have to change the colors, but if they don't come through, we hear within the next week it'll be red and white. Okay. And, Bill, what about you? Looking forward to the new year, I'm sure? Oh, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. You're always the guy at the banquet says, hey, I'm not sure about this year, but they, I think once March or February and March come around, you kind of get that itch again. Yeah, you do. You always do. It's racing season. It always comes back. Well, it won't be long now. I mean, hopefully we'll, we'll get out of this, uh, this snow situation and ice and everything else, and we'll all be back at the track here in the next few weeks, that's for sure. Gentlemen, thanks for being on today. And, uh, Jook, is there anybody uh, sponsor-wise you'd like to thank before we uh, let you go? Yeah, I'd like to thank uh, Daco Machine and Cox Machine, Peggy and Dick Cox, RLH Assey, uh, uh, LJ Videos, uh, Ritter Industries, BJ Graphics, Corns, Auto Records, and Pyres Auto Salvage. 
and my crew, Eddie, Dick, uh, Jokey, and Rich, because they've been with me for years, and uh, and Billy for doing a good job last year, because without any one of them, uh, the team would have fell apart. It wouldn't have been as good as it was. And, Bill, any last words from yourself? I'd just like to thank Jokey for, for a good ride and that, and thank his guys for having us on, and and uh, and uh, congratulate Danny and Troy on their uh, their uh, what they get there Sportsman of the Year Sportsman of the their Year Sportsman Award for the for them too they deserve that yeah that was a great honor and uh, one of the big reasons that they got it was like you said earlier Jook they're not even in that division anymore but they continue to promote the race and raise money and, and help out uh, racing in general and that's that's why they want it well you know that's what makes your sport good because. Uh, the people in this sport's not getting $20 million a year and $15 million a year. We're doing it because we want to do it, and we're doing it with our hearts, not uh, to make a big ton of money. And, and uh, to us, I think racing is still the, the American heroes, you know, not the baseball players. It's making the big bucks and all that. Okay, thanks, guys. Hey, good luck this okay. year, guys. Okay, thanks. have a nice day. You too. And we'll be back with more Rapping on Racing in just a moment. I'd like to take a minute to talk to you about Steve Scarupa Photography. Steve specializes in wedding photography and shoots landscapes for fun. He has separate websites for both brides and weddings. He shoots some badass photos, sometimes people, sometimes racing, and sometimes nature. Steve's work is excellent. You can check him out at stevescarupaphotography.com or 412brides.com, which is his wedding website. Steve is your go-to guy for the best photographs in the tri-state area. You won't be disappointed. Hi, my name is Jason Bush from Bush Brothers Tire Service. We are one of the best tire dealer and repair shops in Allegheny County, offering phenomenal customer service expert in-house with more than 30 years experience to ensure premium craftsmanship is done start to finish. Bush Brothers Tire Service was started by my uncle Paul Bush and father Martin Bush in May of 1985. I, Jason, joined the company in early 2000. We offer state inspection and emissions testing, tire sales, tire maintenance, wheel alignments, general auto repairs, brake service, and free estimates. We are located at 1931 Monongahela Avenue, Swissville, PA, 15218. And for any additional information, you can reach us at 412-351-5342. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless. Race fans, this is Howie Bayless with Rapping on Racing, and right now we're going to get have a conversation with a new two-car team at the Jennerstown Speedway. They're teammates, but more importantly, their family. Pilot of the number 98 uh, modified, two-time or two-time former track champion, Mr. Tom Golick, and his new teammate. He used to race at the Motordrome Speedway back in the Chargers. Now he's up in a modified pilot number nine, Joe Baylock. Gentlemen, welcome to Rapid on Racing. Hi, Howie. Hi, Howie. Glad to be here. Hey, for those race fans who have been going to races a long time, you're going to associate certain things with the name Tom Golick. One, a blue car. Two, the number 98. 
those things uh, came together about, I don't know, I want to say 10 years ago, Tom. You came out of retirement, started racing down at the Motodrome Speedway. And um, in that time, you managed to get your nephew, Joe, into racing. And, um, you know, one thing with you, we could always remember another thing was you and your dad. And unfortunately, your dad's no longer with us. So now you're the senior member of the team, and you kind of brought your nephew along to be the understudy. So what's it like switching roles and trying to teach racing while you're out there competing for a championship yourself, Tom? Uh, it's a little bit different. You know what I mean? Trying to keep everything together. Uh, I work on Joe works on both cars uh, along with our brother-in-law, Harry Ofer. And uh, eh, it's a little bit different, you know, trying to teach him a little bit of the tricks with this car here, it's a little bit different than driving a Charger. Is it hard going from the student to the teacher, per se? I mean, you know, it doesn't matter. Your, the relationship you always have with your father is a father-son relationship. And Joe is your nephew, but, you know, is it hard switching that role to being the guy who is always asking the questions to now the guy who's being asked the questions? No, not really. I mean, uh, Joe's been a part of our race team since he's probably you know, four or five years old. You know, when I raced the dirt late model, he was always hanging around the garage. And uh, he's got his boy now doing the same thing, hanging around our garage, picking up stuff. So uh, a lot of stuff transfers over. But, you know, we uh, we try to keep everything simple and don't get too too crazy with a lot of stuff. And, Joe, what's it like to finally get to climb aboard one of those Gallic racing uh, race cars? Oh, it's a dream come true. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, it's fast. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of different moving up from, uh, you know, like a, like a stock chassis to a manufactured chassis with, a, you know, all that power. You were always fast, and um, I don't want to say you were chasing the handling, but, you know, now you're into a chassis car, a million adjustments. So your notebook from racing when you, when you ran the Charger – do you bring any of that information over with you, or is it just a blank sheet of paper and whatever, you know, the professor Tom, Uncle Tom tells you, that's what you do? You pretty much want to forget everything you thought you knew, but remember everything you thought you thought, <laughs> if, it, if that makes sense at all. But uh, it, it's completely different. The car handles completely different than, like, a stock chassis, just the way it, uh, uh, I don't want to say the attitude of it, but just the way... Uh, the way you got them finagled around the track, it's a lot smoother, uh, a lot easier to get out of trouble, and a lot easier to get in trouble, too. So you just got to be careful and respect what you got. What is it like being out there with your uncle, the gentleman who owns your car? And, and you know, I know obviously you want to do the best you can to provide feedback to the team and your uncle in quest of another track championship. So you're doing all that you can to try to make that possible. Well, I'll just try and stay out of the way, but I still want to beat them. And, and, Tom, what's it like? I mean, you've had teammates in the past, and you've had experienced teammates to where, you know, they show up, and they had a crew some of them times, like when Pete drove for you, he had his guys. But now it's a completely different thing. You know, you, you have a good crew, but now you're basically splitting them because some are working on the 98, which is your car, and some are on the 9. You know, is it more stressful now on a race night? 
Yeah, I think it's a little bit more stressful. I mean, we had Pete Reck. Uh, he brought his brother with us. But we basically have the cars. Uh, they're set up identical. I mean, the, the cross weight, the left side weight, everything is exactly the same. And, um, I mean, we make minute changes to the car the way, you know, Joe prefers to drive it versus what I do. I like a little bit more cross weight in my car. So we'll, we'll adjust it as the night goes on. But we usually when we throw, show up to the racetrack, both cars are identical. And uh, we got a good group, group, group of guys that help us on uh, both cars, you know, so. We've been able, well, luckily, to keep them out of trouble and don't have to do too much to them. Now, what's it like for you in search of another track championship? I mean, you know, when you came to the asphalt, you came out of the dirt cars and dirt semi-lates and late models and street stocks, and you won championships and a lot of features. How humbling was it when you came to the asphalt and, you know, you're, you were – Round 50, I want to say. Don't yeah. quote me on that. And a, and a true green rookie to racing. Yeah, I mean, it was a different experience. Uh, I, luckily, they had uh, Penis Eustace help me a lot with the Modified when we first started with it. And, uh, I mean, he really put us years ahead of where we would have been as far as knowledge uh, if we would have just had to try to do it ourselves. But, I mean, we knew whenever we came out that we didn't have a, a you know, championship car that uh, we were just trying to hang on, get laps, and uh, learn, you know. And when we bought this car several years ago, I mean, now we've changed the suspension on it quite a bit. And uh, the car's handling pretty good. We've had some little nicks and, and bangs with it, and uh, hopefully we got a few things straightened out tonight. And you're a championship team. How do you go about picking your, your teammate? I mean, you know, in the past, like I said, you had Chris Brink, I know, drove for you at one point on a limited schedule. Pete Reck was racing for you. And like I said, those were guys who knew the modifieds, and you got put your heads together. Now the head that you don't have that option, and I, because Joe's a rookie to the cars, you know, you, you're not only doing set up for yourself, but team manager of the non-team too. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we had uh, Pete Reck primarily drive the car last year. Uh, he, he's retired. He was doing family vacations and things like that with his grandkids. He wasn't able to be here certain nights. Uh, we asked Chris. I know Chris has been in some several bad accidents with these, and you know, I kind of asked him, and he jumped right in and, and ran a car really good for us. Uh, he got hurt the last night, and we were kind of like a little bit afraid to ask him again to get into modified. I know it might have caused some problems with him and his wife, you know, but. Um, uh, we Pete was going to drive the car this year. He's had some health issues, and um, you know we just didn't want to leave it set. We had the OVN sponsorship with the car, and um, Joe was available here. And I'm like, you know, you want to drive it on a limited schedule? And he's like, yeah, you know, we'll give it a shot. And uh, he's been here pretty much every week, so uh, we're going to try to keep it going as much as we can. And Joe, what was it like when you finally got the opportunity to get a ride? Oh, it felt great. <laughs> it was. It was nice. It was really nice. It was nice to get back into it. Having been out of racing for a little while, you know, I get a chance to bring my son out and my wife. They enjoy being here, so it's uh, it's like a pass through the torch, you know, like you said earlier. It's just you know, one person hands it down to the next one. So, well, let's go ahead now and thank all the sponsors of Golic Racing. Um, you know, we'll, we're gonna first go to team owner Tom and uh, lead driver, and go ahead and thank yours, and we'll give uh, Joe a chance to thank his. Now, we have uh, a, vet, a veterans-owned uh, roofing company. Uh, Green Corps Roofing is on the car with us this year. Uh, Operation Veterans Now. Um, coal Contracting. We, we do some uh, testing for Raybesis brakes, so we have them on a car. The other car we have, um, Operation Veterans Now, is a primary sponsor on it. And he has def- uh, several different um, 
organizations that help uh, with suicide prevention for the um, veterans. Uh, also have Warriors of Chaos. It's a motorcycle group, and they're going to have a big rally here at uh, Z&M Harley-Davidson coming up at 1st of August. It's a big deal for them. they got four or 500 bikes that, that come out for that event. Now, one thing I did want to talk to you, Tom, uh, I know the military very important to you as your son Patrick is out representing and keeping our country safe, and thank you for uh, his service. I hope you will relay that. What is it like having all the veteran support that you guys have? Well, it's pretty good. I mean, like my son is in the Air Force. He's stationed out in uh, Tacoma, Washington. He flies with uh, uh, the C-17's cargo, and uh, you know, he gets around. He's been to 41 different countries in the last four or five years since he's been in, in that, you know, so he really enjoys that. Um, and Tony came aboard here a couple of years ago, and, and uh, they do a lot for the veterans, uh, helping them get uh, the connection with the uh, help that they need for suicide prevention or depression. Or, I mean, with the Green Corps roofing, they do uh, uh, remodeling and things like that for the veterans at the cost uh, that they get 84 lumber and different uh lumber yards to uh, help with the cost of, of the, the materials you know so it, it's it's a good organization to be associated with and joe we'll give you the chance to go ahead and mention any of your sponsors that you want and go ahead and thank the crew that helped keep the nine and the 98 out on the track well tom already mentioned it but i'll say it again uh ovn uh being there for veterans and their time of need anytime they need somebody to talk to you know just don't feel free to reach out um the warriors of chaos um and, uh, you know, the old man's wood shop, it's always riding on our cars. But uh, that's about all. All the crew. Uh, let's see, we got, uh, we got Dave and Bill and Harry. If it wasn't for them guys to come out every week and Ryan to help us out, you know, getting these things going and keeping them on the track, we don't know what we'd do without them. Well, I'd like to thank the drivers of Gallic Racing, Tom Gallic and Joe Baylock, for taking time today and wish you guys good luck. Thanks, Howie. Thank you, Howie. The dog days of summer can't compete with the heat that Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway will bring in the month of August. Come and be captivated by a symphony of roaring engines, cheering crowds, and an electric atmosphere that is known as Dirt's Monster Half Mile each Saturday night. On August 5th, $6,000 is on the line for the 34th annual Juke George Steel City Classic featuring the Rush Late Model Touring Series. August 12th will be a racing night in Pittsburgh featuring our TMT Transportation Action Event Divisions. The inaugural Hindsight Hustle presented by 2020 Landscaping and Tree Service featuring the Rourke Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models takes place on Saturday, August the 19th. The month rounds out with a kid-focused, jam-packed night on August 26th. It's round number two of the Hobby Stock Triple Crown Series featuring the Wee Willie White Memorial, the duel before the shootout for the four-cylinders, kids' bike races, a vendor show, fireworks, and more. Visit ppms.com today for your tickets. Search PA Motor Speedway on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Threads, and YouTube. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Dirt's Monster Half Mile. All right, I don't know if Rex King Jr. has some magic back there, but he needs to whip it out. Let it fly if he's going to catch that number three machine. There's no lap temp to work with. Right now, he's doing all he can just to stay in the tracks of the three and wait to make a timely move. It wasn't there in turns one and two. He'll follow him down the backstretch in the turns three and four. Following their own long at the top lip of the speedway right now. Not quite ready to take that look underneath. Let's hope that lap car ahead does not come into play in this one. Almost had it. King Jr. almost had what it took right there. 
He's going to take it to the outside instead. Walbert now back to the bottom. And he left the door open, closes that door. What a move. Good defense on the C3. Chaz Walbert knew exactly what to do. The white flag waves. One more chance for King Jr. Into the backstretch, into turn three. King goes up top. That's his move, and he's going to stick with it. Will it be enough? No, Walbert wins. What a fantastic finish. King Jr. crosses second, Schwarzlander third, Shingleback fourth, Justin Shea in fifth. And that was a fantastic race, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to go down to Terry Bowser excavating victory lane and talk to the nice feature winner. So Chaz Wolbert, your winner there in car number C3. He will join Gary Heeman down in Terry Bowser excavating victory lane. Second goes to the 165 of Rex King Jr. Third will go to the 83 of Brian Swartzlander. Fourth will be the 37 MD of Jeremiah Shingledecker with Justin Shea in car number 14S rounding out your top five. Six through ten will be Dave Murdoch, Garrett Crummer, Steve Fetter, Rick Rogalski, and Steve Slater rounding out your aforementioned Deal Automotive Big Block Modified top ten. Take me through that one real quick. That last couple laps with Rex King Jr., that was well played and well defended. How did it, how did it go in your mind? Was that exactly what you wanted to do? Well, I, uh, with our heat race, uh, horrible showing there. Boys, I said, uh, it'd be cool if we could win this thing from the back. And uh, to beat one of my mentors, Rex King Jr., and uh, just kind of run blocker. I didn't know how I was doing. We, the, the cautions went our way. We just picked them off. And uh, it's awesome. All right, who do you need to thank real quick, Jess? Uh, first off, I got to thank God, because without him, none of us would be here, and uh, none of this would be possible. I got to thank my wife, my dad. Hayden helps me out every day in the shop. My little brother, Uncle Rusty, all my sponsors, Alcon Mechanical, uh, Walters Builders, Duncan of Ohio, Warren, Ohio, uh, CT Wilbur Trucking, Ohio Inter Express, BCT Construction, and uh, that was awesome. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. I put them together one more time. Congratulations, Chaz Wilbert, tonight's Steel Automotive Big Buck Modified feature winner. I'd like to take a minute and thank all the photographers that provide the beautiful pictures that we use on the Rappin' on Racing Facebook page. At Lernerville, it's Jason Bryan. At Pittsburgh, it's Steve Scarupa. Jennerstown is Benji Husick. Latrobe, Howie Bayless. Now, Howie and Scott Goodman travel around a lot, and we get pictures from them for specific racing events. And we thank all these people for their wonderful work. Tomorrow all the things were gone I'd work for all my life And I had to start again With just my children and my wife I thank my lucky stars To be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away Thank you. 
From the lakes of Minnesota To the hills of Tennessee Across the plains of Texas From sea to shining sea From Detroit down to Houston And New York to L.A. Where there's pride in every American heart And it's time we stand and say number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Have a great week and be sure to tune in for another installment of Rappin' on Racing. Stand on it. Come on y'all, stand on it.